Early on, you know, early in uh, 2020, I mean, we were in a bull market, and you could buy you could buy pretty much anything. You know, you could you could put your uh, you know list of stocks up on the wall and throw a dart at it, and you could uh, buy something and it would go up. Uh, but but now it's uh, it's definitely a different environment, and I think retail traders are really struggling now. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is another episode of After Hours with Traders with Ardy and Brian. Hey, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Last week of January, what a month. What a start of month in the stock market. So very volatile. How was the week, uh, uh, Ardy? What, what, what happened this week in sectors and performances? Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night. Uh, hopefully, our members and our subscribers will see it on Friday uh, but it's been it's, it's been a rough week uh, we're down I think almost 12 percent on SPY um, really close to bear territory on NASDAQ uh, sectors have absolutely 12 percent down on NASDAQ um, you know sec it's been really tough for a majority of the sectors especially con um, discretionary so it's been rough yeah I would say uh, definitely um, agree with that if you've uh, if you're pretty much invested as a long uh, trader or long investor, um, yeah, you've had a you've had a rough month, but um, yeah, if you've been short, it's been it's been good. But uh, you know, trading in a short market or a market that's going down is a little more difficult because volatility goes up, and you see a lot of uh, volatile moves that uh, you know when you're trying to manage your risk. If you're an active trader trying to manage your risk, you get shaken out of trades. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a tough tough month overall. Yeah, so the only sector that was actually green last week or this week we are finishing it is the energy that is up three percent. Everything else is in the in the red. So we had the the treasury yield curve, and that's one of the things that people say. Uh, you know, the, when it's flattening the yield curve, that's the sign of recession. What is that? Can you maybe Adi, you mentioned that one? Yeah, I think uh, so. There's a couple of things that are they were signaling a little bit of alarm. One of them is the yield curve, of course. Uh, you know, yield curves are getting flatter. Uh, that's not good for financials, of course, because they borrow in the short term, lend out the long term. So the flatter the yield curve gets, I mean, we can have a picture that shows the yield curve. Uh, it's bad for financials and overall health of the economy. Uh, and the past seven recessions, I think, been correctly predicted by an inverted yield curve. And we're getting really close to flat to invert, inverted yield curve. And Wednesday, uh, Powell was asked this question, and he said it's not Fed's job to kind of monitor the yield curve, uh, which was an interesting answer. And as you notice, when the statement came out, market actually ripped. But then when Powell started talking and he said uh, really <laughs> hawkish stuff like that, market started selling off. So that yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I think uh, when, you, when you're talking about the, the yield curves, I think uh, Addy's basically talking about the two-year yield versus the 10-year yield is the typically the two that people look at, and and the closer those two uh, rates come together, uh, that's considered to be a flattening of the yield curve. So, uh, when they invert, um, a lot of people believe that inversion of that yield curve, and in other words, when the the two-year rate goes past the 10-year rate, that's a sign of recession or impending recession. So. We're talking about the uh, flattening of the curve. That's you know you, you want your longer rates um, at a at a higher level. But when it's lower, it means that people are 
expecting a recession to come. That's why the yeah. shorter term interest rates are higher. So the Fed's had the meeting. The statement, the, the, when the press release when it came in, they said that as expected, they're going to increase the uh, rate starting March and they're releasing some of their assets. Um, but they also said that because the economy is strong, so they don't need to really keep the rates low because they want to control the inflation. Yeah. So it's a two thing. Can you explain, what's the Fed's exactly position here? So we have a strong economy, but a high inflation. Yeah, I mean, Fed really has to rate, uh, raise rate and it has to raise it fast because, uh, you know, employment is, we're almost at full employment. So things are very well in terms of employment. Um, so, and the other mandate is inflation is out of control. Uh, one of the interesting things, if you could put a chart actually in the screen, is um, the corporate bond uh, yield spread. There is no spike in the yield spreads at all, which usually when there is uh, economic uncertainty, uncertainty about growth, like in 2018 with uh, tariff wars with China, we see the yield spread widening. Uh, that kind of signals uncertainty. We have not seen that at all. So, uh, you know, economies are strong. Uh, Fed has no other choice but to raise rates, and we know markets don't like that. So, but is it already priced in, or is it going to go lower? Uh, well, this is the hundred thousand dollar question. I mean, uh, we've you know, we've been we've seen a lot of companies uh, price stock prices pull back. A lot of them that have had extremely high PEs. Uh, I think even Tesla's is at uh, at eighty. At least it was before today, yeah, <laughs> which it lost about 10% of its value. But, um, you know, we've still got some very high PEs, and, and as earnings uh, projections start to start to drop, um, that way, that means that, uh, you know, the PEs have to come down, which means the prices have to drop. So we, we've seen that. We've been seeing that. We talked about it last week. And uh, the question is, are we at a point now where the market's starting to feel comfortable with where the, the current PEs are? Uh, Ari, we discussed that. Do we see any sign of uh, bottoming or, you know? I've been saying it for, for a week now, but I think we're getting close. I think this, this is the week. So we've talked about weeks backwardation. So interesting thing happened today. Market went down, but so did the VIX. VIX didn't spike uh, its previous high on Wednesday, on Tuesday. So that was a good sign. And another thing is, you know, VIX natural term structure is contango, meaning the higher in time, the more volatility you should experience. Anytime we get into backwardation, uh, that usually signals bottom. So that means, okay, there's a lot of mayhem in the market. There's a lot of risk adjustment and hedging happening. And, you know, Jared in the chat room has been talking a lot about it. So that usually signals bottom or, or getting really close to bottom. Speaking of PE, you know, Apple just reported earnings. Their next year PE is at 20. So a lot of the froth is coming yeah. out of the market, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a good thing. So it means that the vol people, the futures for VIX, which is a volatility index, are less. So people in the future market, they're believing that the volatility goes down. So that's yeah. that's one of the signs. And even today, the market sold, uh, sold off, but you said the volatility didn't go up. So it was not yeah. panic selling. And the, and the SPY pretty much went out flat. I mean, uh, I, I think it finished maybe a couple points off or something. But, you know, we didn't have another massive sell-off like we've, we've seen in the last couple of days like we saw on Wednesday. So it's kind of giving you some some comfort there anyway that the VIX is dropping and we're kind of seem to be reaching a bit of an equilibrium here. Nice. But this drop, 
are we in a bubble? Is the bubble bursting or is too early to write the history right now? I think it's too, I think it's early. I mean, I, I think when you take a step back and you take a really high level view, um, I, most people believe that the U.S. economy is very solid. I mean, as Addy mentioned, the unemployment rate almost, you know, essentially it's almost full unemployment. Um, economy is good. Yes, inflation is, is running high right now. I think some of those th some of those factors are hopefully transitory. I know we're not supposed to use that word anymore, but you know I think that's the underlying sort of that's the underlying message is is the U.S. economy <clears throat> is pretty strong right now. I mean, it's so simple and tempting to make the comparison to 2000 and say it's a bubble, um, but we are far away from 2000. I mean. In what sense? I, Apple had $35 billion in net income. Uh, I mean, these companies are not 2,000 companies. Uh, they're the companies of, of, of the bubble. They all have really solid revenues. They have, I mean, most of them have really solid business plans. I mean, they're, they're, they, they're free cash flow positive. They might not show net income in the income statement because of accounting reason, like stock-based compensation, but they all have free cash flow. Uh, they're free cash flow positive. I, I think. Uh, the 80% drawdowns that a lot of bears on Twitter are saying is coming for NASDAQ, unlikely. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point that these companies are not 2000 no. companies, you know, all of them have strong revenues and so yeah, I, I, But I do think you have to be, you do have to be a little bit careful because there are, there are a number of companies out there that don't have, they don't have earnings or they have very little earnings or losing a lot of money. So, and they think this is where, you know, you, it's becoming a bit of a stock picker's market. You've got to be positioned in companies that are, um, that have solid uh, earnings and, uh, and revenue and, and sort of stay, I think at this point, you've got to sort of stay away from the, the companies that, that don't have any earnings or have very little earnings and very little prospects in, in the near future to, to show that. So, I think that's where money has is, is been rotating out of a lot and... Uh, looking for value, they call it value, companies that are solid. Like, uh, we'll see what happens with Caterpillar tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, companies that make things that, you know, when you drop them, they, on your foot, it hurts, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So speaking of earnings, we had a couple of really big ones this week. Netflix, Apple, Tesla, and some credit cards, Visa and MasterCard. Yeah. So how was the earnings, Arvid? Uh, Apple was after hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I was actually betting against it, just following the same uh, pattern as Tesla and uh, Microsoft. I thought it would go down, so I did a really tight spread, bearish spread. Uh, it's obviously going to expire worthless yeah, tomorrow. Uh, but Apple had a really good earning, uh, solid demand. Um, I mean, Visa and Mastercard really stood out for me because these these show the health of the the health of the economy, and they were pretty solid as well. Um, so that's good. good. So Apple traded up up five percent after the earning. So we're recording this on Thursday. You see it on the Friday. So we'll see how it goes on Friday. And Netflix dropped significantly twenty percent because they couldn't see the uh, projected demand for the new subscribers. And Tesla also. <laughs> what was Tesla? Tesla was. I, you know, I, I, Addy and I were just talking about this before we started here, and and you know, I never would have thought Tesla would have sold off as much as it did today. And I guess, you know, maybe maybe investors were disappointed that uh, that Elon didn't come out and talk about more cars. Yeah. 
Instead, he started talking about a robot and, uh, you know, that could be the future of Tesla or the next product launch. And I know he's been working on that. It could be interesting, but you know, in today, investors didn't like it. They didn't like what what he said or something. So we got a big lot of selling today on Tesla. So the forward PE of Tesla is eighty. It's still really, really it's still high. Really high. It's still yeah. really high. Still really high. I mean, it used to be three hundred. So you know, the, <laughs> the point the point I'm trying to make is we're getting rid of a lot of the froth in yeah. the market. Uh, I mean, it's, eighty is still really, really high, but. But yeah, I mean, he promised a $25,000 car. Uh, he did not mention that, uh, like a low version car. Uh, the cyber, cyber truck is nowhere near production yet. Maybe 2023, maybe. So a lot of bad news for Tesla. I thought, I thought actually, you know, the, the one thing about his $25,000 car, I think that's, you know, that's maybe not a great thing because a lot of people are arguing that, you know, if he offers this $25,000 car, you know, he's gonna cannibalize maybe a lot of sales that he would have made with the Model 3. I don't know. Um, the, certainly Tesla's been the leader in terms of, of um, electric cars, so you could argue that you know it, the lower end of the market still is unserved and people would buy into that without him losing a lot of the Model 3 sales. So yeah. kind of a uh, you know, question mark there. Exactly. You know, actually, we cannot speak about Tesla without Bitcoin, talking about Bitcoin. There, it's going to have a lot of unrealized loss because of their Bitcoin holding, impacting their earnings too. Oh yeah, because, yeah. Bitcoin is down 50% almost yeah. from highs and that's definitely impacting all of those yeah. companies. Yeah. So another big uh, earning we had, which is a topic of our discussion about retail trading, people like us who are trading in the market versus institutions and banks. And uh, that earning is actually Robinhood which the name is Robinhood, means that we are for the little guy, screw the big guys, we are here to support you. It's been in a big downturn from the highs of $80 now to $10, $11, and had the earning today, and it was a, apparently a massacre in the after hour, after down hours, 10%. Yeah. So what's the story of uh, Robinhood? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously the, the, you know, Robinhood depended a lot on options trading. Um, and I think they were a fair, they had some, a fair amount of their earnings were also in, in the crypto space, I believe. So, you know, they, um, you know, with the markets, the way they've gone, um, and I think a lot of, it's left a lot of retail traders um, a little disillusioned. Um, you know, early on, you know, early in uh, 2020, I mean, we were in a bull market and you could buy, you could buy pretty much anything, you know, you could, you could put your, uh, you know, list of stocks up on the wall and throw a dart at it, and you could uh, buy something and it would go up. Uh, but but now it's uh, it's definitely a different environment, and I think retail traders are really struggling now. Yeah. It's so funny you said put a dart at it. Dave Portney literally did that. Remember in the early <laughs> yeah, yeah, when the market yeah, was yeah, bullish, yeah, yeah. and he was like put a, three names out of a jigsaw thing and then it's like, I'll buy it and it'll go off tomorrow. He actually did, it's yeah. ZXF or something, he came in and he bought it and said tomorrow it's gonna go higher. <laughs> and it did go it higher. It did go higher. Yeah. T. The insonance, not any, you, you think this is easy? I can't even find.
getting stalked by. You're making it sound anything. This is way harder than I thought it would be. R. RT. Is that going to give me anything? RTX, Raytheon. Eight point. All right, done. Raytheon Technologies. There it is. RTX. We're going with it. RX it is. Raytheon it is. RX. Wait, what was it? Raytheon? Yeah. RT. RTX. Raytheon. Don't know nothing about it. 200 grand Raytheon market order done. That was the time that uh, when a company like Zoom, which is the ticker is ZM, people were actually buying Z-O-O-M without knowing what it is. Yeah. They're just going up because oh, the name is Zoom. It was an OTC stock, I think. It was an OTC yeah, stock. But people yeah. were buying it because they thought they were some association. Yeah. Well, and, and this is typically what's happened. I mean, it happened during the dot-com bubble. I mean, all you had to do was, was you know, you had a company and you put dot-com behind it and everybody <laughs> bought it. And yeah. it, was, it was easy, you know, easy. But now it's... You know, now we're in a different environment. Brian, you traded the dot com. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was it? Oh, it was it was it was like 2020. It was a little like 2020. Crazy. Yeah. It was wow. uh, everything. Like I said, this this time around, you know, you had to associate yourself with uh, Bitcoin or blockchain. You know, before it was uh, anything that had a dot com after it. You know, made went up. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, the more things. What do they say? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of uh, you know this uh, trading, the, um, there is a chart that we're going to show that uh, it's from Morgan Stanley. It shows the estimated profits and loss of retail trader versus the S&P 500, and the chart is very interesting because until the early 2021, uh, based on their estimate, which I don't know where they got, they actually beat the S&P 500 retail traders, all the GME uh, traders and stuff. And after that, you know, it started going down, and maybe that's where the Robinhood really uh, dropped because retail traders only 17 million active users, yeah. but I think they have over 30 million accounts. Yeah. That means a lot of people have started uh, trading. Dogecoin, there was a lot of revenue from trading Dogecoin, uh, the community of uh, Dogecoin traders, which. And uh, on that chart, I think now it, it shows the importance of like risk management and knowing what you're doing and like kind of what we're preaching on a day to day yeah, basis exactly. at Bearable Traders and Peak Capital, like having a trade book knowing what name you're trading, why you're trading it, if you're doing a swing, what, what, what's happening. Uh, so that, that early making money, put a dart, that market is over. So if you're a retail trader, definitely, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. A about making, it's not about making money, it's about keeping the money in the market. Think, yeah, and, you, and that's a very important point. Um, you know, it's before last year, I mean, you, like I said, we could have, we could have thrown a dart at something and we would have seen it go up. Now you really have to uh, you have to get a little bit more involved in your uh, investments. You have to understand what you're investing in, as as Addy and uh, Andrew are saying. You've got to do your due diligence. You've got to manage your risk. You've got to treat your portfolio. If you're going to manage it, you have to be act like a professional money manager, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which is what we do here. That's that's what we are really trying to preach. That even for swing trading, when you're taking some big positions, hedging with options and risk management, very very important. <clears throat> so 
uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. The word of Twitter, Ali. So the funny part, the, one of the funny thing about uh, trading is just uh, memes in Twitter and people are funny. <laughs> Ali, you want to talk about, uh, well, the, obviously, uh, Jay Powell was the topic of a lot of memes that we see one of them. I crashed the whole thing now. <laughs> I'll do more QE next year. Quantitative yeah. easy well, But Andrew, the one that you post was really funny. The man with no coffee lid coming yeah. to save the market. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. They say that, you know, make your own coffee, one of these wealth hacks. Yeah. Make your own coffee, save two dollars. That's <laughs> not the This guy doesn't make any coffee at home and he's running our financial systems. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that happened in Twitter, I think, is worth talking about is, of course, CEO of Tesla, which is on our show. Uh, Musk always, yeah. He talked about he would eat a Happy Meal on McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's. So, yeah. so Dogecoin community, they want to, you know, I don't know if he did it half uh, serious or half as a joke, but he mentioned that uh, I eat a Happy Meal on McDonald's, you know, as an advertisement, if they start accepting Dogecoin. And that was really funny. Again, uh, probably half of it was uh, serious. Uh, Why is he doing that, Brian? <laughs> What's going on in know. his man's brain? Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely a very interesting person yeah. and uh, it's really definitely fun to watch him. I mean, yeah. I, I, would, I would do the same if I sold right at the top. He sold, what, his Tesla shares at 1200 <laughs> <laughs> He's the best trader alive. He, yeah. did, he did mention that, uh, you know, Tesla's share price is too high in my opinion. One time I remember <laughs> that and yeah, yeah. the stock was dropped. Another time was the famous 420 private. Yeah, yeah. That was another yeah. one. <clears throat> so earning next week, uh, we have a tons of uh, great earnings, including I see, uh, you know, Meta is reporting, Amazon. And uh, so what are you looking for next week? Um, you know, earnings season's grinding on and, and uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I think some of the things you can take away from this, is unless, you know, unless you're really blowing out your numbers in terms of uh, earnings or, you know, your bottom line uh, revenue, uh, you're, you're probably going to, you know, you're going to get a lukewarm response at best. You might even get sold off. And of course, everybody's now just primarily focused on guidance, what, uh, what's being said by the CEOs or CFOs after, after they come out with those numbers, because they can come out with some great numbers, you know, beat all the estimates. And if they say, oh, you know, the, the future doesn't look that great or we, can't, we don't have a lot of visibility, then, you know, that's, that's pretty much going to be a recipe for a, um, a, a drop in the stock price. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I can't make any predictions at this point. Yeah, other than uh, you know, like uh, I kind of agree with uh, with Addy, it's uh, it's probably gonna we're probably gonna flatten out here. I think we're kind of getting to a point where where we're we've sold off enough. So yeah, yeah, but memories of all time high is still fresh. <laughs> and, oh, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never thought that actually miss I miss 2021. Really, I would never <laughs> imagine that I miss 2021. But the January 2022 definitely has been tough and hard. I'm uh, looking forward at Amazon's earning uh, next week. Amazon's at 52 weeks low. Which is shocking. Yeah, how? What, why is that? Is it part of the? Uh, I think their AWS uh, market share is declining, and that was a huge um, breadwinner for them. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of, but I think at this point it's it, it seems pretty oversold to me. So I would look for some strong earnings, and then potentially after the earning played with options, maybe a risk reversal, selling some puts, buying some calls. Yeah. So those of you who are not a member, if you come into the chat room, Ardi has. Uh, you know, a couple of times a week talking about this, trades live 
and obviously Ali also has a, a library of education for options trading. <coughs> so we want to add a section to this uh, program called Ask a Trader from a Trader. So if you have any question from us, uh, you can just type it in in the comments and we'll get into that. And we want to start from Sajjad Khan. He asked Brian a question that uh, if we enter a bear market, I mean, we're not officially in the bear market, but we are entering into a, uh, you know, uh, you know, the correction bear market. Can you trade on the long side? Or you have to also be, always be short. And can you make long side on a bear market? Again, it's, you know, we're, we're in a, a bit of a stock picker's market. Um, so, you, you know, we've already talked about what kind of stocks you really need to focus on. Um, you know, you can certainly take long trades and be short. You know, you've got all sorts of ETFs now. I'm not sure if this is answering the question specifically, but if, you know, if you want to go long, for example, TZA, um, which is an, an ETF that is, is essentially puts you short of the IWM, uh, you know, you can trade. You can trade that long, and it'll go up when uh, when IWM drops. And we've been trading that. I've been flipping over and trading that a little bit in the, uh, during the day trading um, sessions. So, I mean, that's that's one way to go long in a in a bear market. Um, there's lots of other examples. Uh, won't get into, but you can you can you can short anything by going long some one of some of these ETFs. I like what Jim Cramer says, there's always a bull market somewhere. Yeah. So if you're a long bias trader, I mean, look at energy. Energy is up, Chevron's ripping. Yeah. Uh, look at outlook, think a little outside the box, maybe look at Brazil. Brazil's market is yeah. ripping right now. So yeah. if you're a long bias trader and you wanna do swing, not intraday, uh, there's gonna be, there, there's always a bull market somewhere. Yeah, you're looking for pockets of strength. I mean, uh, I've been long this energy, I've been long an energy ETF for you know, a couple of weeks now, and it's done really well. And well, we've been watching the rest of the market sell off. So, and and uh, natural gas has been um, really strong, and I think that's in part um, probably due to the conflict that we're seeing in the Ukraine now, and maybe you know shortages of natural gas in Europe. So, um, yeah, there there is, as already says, there's always pockets of strength that you can find um, if if you look, and you don't have to look very hard. Yeah. Tony is asking a question. If you can have one strategy for trading, what would that be? That's a tough question because, you know, I, I, I think of the market, if, if, I'm day, if I'm day trading, I think of the market in terms of sort of two different times. I look at that first 15 minutes as, you know, you're looking for momentum trades um, like we uh, found today with... Um, it was uh, trying to remember which stock it was now. Tesla, you shorted Tesla. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. The, some people shorted Tesla, but I, I, there's something popped up in the open. I can't remember what it was. Regardless, I mean, I, you know, in the first couple minutes, I'm looking for momentum trade, something that's going to catch a bid, uh, go higher. As as we get into that first half hour, I'm not looking so much for momentum trades anymore. I'm looking for um, for 920 trades. Uh, I'm looking for trades stocks that are maybe strong or weak that are going to come up to the, touch the view app and then and then bounce so um, those would be you know those would kind of be if i had two trades those would be the the ones that i would uh, really like for you Eddie. Brian, selling Brian. naked <laughs> 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 if i could use one strategy it would be selling premiums 
I think it's very it's lucrative. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's opening range breakouts at the open usually five minutes or one minute or two minute opening range breakout. So if you have any question, guys, feel free to just post it into the uh, comment section. We're getting into that next week and hopefully we can actually have more and more of these videos recording for you. Feedback, uh, uh, highly appreciated and uh, like and subscribe to our channel. Also, very, very appreciated, guys. Anything from you? No, just uh, we'll see what Friday brings. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a few earnings this tomorrow, like we've got CAT, we've got a couple of the oil companies, and we'll see what happens uh, as we go into the weekend. Yeah, exactly, excited for next week. Yeah, definitely subscribe, hit that notification, so next time we're here, you get notified and you can watch us. Yeah, thank you guys, and have a good day, have a good weekend. Yeah. Thank you, Bye. everybody. Thank you.